Hurt people hurt people. Healed people heal people. Welcome to the Shadow Work Library. I'm Jessica DePotsy, and for the next at least 58 shows, I'm going to take you through this series that covers the spectrum of negative patterns in the human experience. I'll start by saying, boy, this is a very interesting time for us, isn't it? I took an entire month off from this podcast to put today's message together because like many of you, I was caught in the confusion spiral of what the hell is even going on right now. And navigating that, going through this roller coaster of emotions, I just wasn't in the right headspace. You know, my vibes weren't at the place I wanted them to be to collect and share this information. I had a lot of thoughts on how I wanted this to go. And so I finally nailed it down to one core message. So I spent this last month connecting with our tribe online. Dr. Danielle McGinn, Luke Montgomery, Rick Alexander, Aaron Guyette, Jen McMaster, uh, Dr. Brian Panko, and of course Jeff. And we generally meet to figure out how we can continue our life's work of service and be the most productive during this time. But then also to surrender to this cosmic plan we don't really understand at the moment. Now, I finally feel ready to organize some of the ways I believe you two can make some enormous leaps in your self-growth by working with the heaviness you might be tuning into here and there. And not spiritually bypassing it and pretending like everything is bright and light, nor being in complete freakout mode and being a shaming, blaming bully to people in your community who you feel aren't doing what they should be doing. As always, I'm going to start with a dip into our past. There's a character and archetype known in many cultures known as the wounded healer. Carl Jung coined that phrase to explain how he and many of us who are called to help others understand themselves better by tuning into our own mess. Just the the little bit of personal disaster that you've had in your life and turning that into a message. This story of the wounded healer explains how we wrestle with our own vulnerabilities and shadow states. And then in the learning and leveling up process, we can help others do the same as a healer or a guide because we've slogged through that murky poo first. (laughs) This is an ancient process of initiation that we mimic with the special forces experience as a rite of passage. Just like a shaman or the hero, the person who has answered the call and joined, in this case, the process, takes on a series of stressful mentally and physical challenges that most normal people would never take on. And in that adversity, they're met with their deepest fears, and their core wounding pattern, which is what we're going to talk about today. After absorbing and embracing and transforming those fears, they literally emerge back into the normal world, go back to wherever they flew in from to help guide and lead others, thus becoming their own flavor of that wounded healer. So the wounded healer, this can be a heroic part of all of us if we know what to do with the hardship that's in our lives. And once you get more deeply in touch with your specific core wounding pattern, You can become inwardly stronger and more resilient and find that adversity can always be on your side if you know what to do with it. You and I both know resiliency seems to be in a bit of a deficiency right now and people are stuck swirling around and around the fear toilet, afraid to explore the depths of it and really see what's going on in them. I mean, sometimes you just got to flush yourself and complete the process. That is the biggest problem with people that are stuck in their shadow patterns is they just keep, they just get stuck there. This confusion around COVID-19, around illness and death, around civil liberties, all of this confusion and wondering about what's happening next, where will we be in a month, in a year, in the next decade, is amplifying all of our core wounding patterns right now. 
This core wounding pattern is something that we all have and have had since the moment of our conception. This shadow pattern in particular isn't about what happened to you when you were young. It's actually a genetic inheritance, otherwise known as a form of karma. You're taking on an aspect of human consciousness that's completely impersonal to you and has no root in your own personal life. And I'd even say if you just had one mission on this earth, it should be to have the courage to bring your full awareness to your core wounding pattern and then take full full responsibility to be productive with it. To not project your patterns outwards towards others and figure out new strategies to pass on how to deal with these wounding patterns to future generations so that they can live in more harmony with these natural shadow patterns as well. So it's said that your core wounding pattern happens at the moment of your conception when your father's sperm creates a fracture or a fractal in your mother's egg. A fractal is like a never-ending pattern, and in this case, it repeats the pattern and archetypes of humanity in our DNA in an instant. If I wanted to say that a different way, when you're conceived, there's more going on than just a biological soup that's growing a physical body. You're designed at that moment with a unique combination of traits and ways of being. And then during your nine-month gestation period, when you're suspended in that soup of light and sound frequencies, you're being developed also within the moods, the thoughts, intentions, and the consciousness of your mom. And there's a lot of new research and studies that are coming out about what actually happens in that gestation period based on the consciousness of your mother. So this isn't just some woo-woo stuff here. Many of you know that we have different developmental stages after birth. And if you're not familiar with this, from zero to seven is your physical developmental cycle. And from seven to 14 is your emotional developmental cycle. And from 14 to 21 is your mental developmental cycle. And of course, all these things are happening at all times, but those are the times where it's so crucial to really get a good foundation. And then at the end of the first year cycle, when you're a fully developed adult living, living a more complete experience, that would be around 28 or 29, that's when people typically have their spiritual awakenings or some kind of midlife crisis where they feel like they're really understanding a lot more about themselves and how they want to live and that's when a lot of big life shifts can happen you know a lot of separations happen at this time a lot of people move they change careers um yeah they make a lot of big decisions and big changes that that at their 21 year old selves just weren't ready to make so because human life is a fractal the series of repeating patterns on a micro and macro level there's also three trimesters of development that happen in your mother's womb during that nine-month gestation period. So for the first trimester, your mother is imprinting your physiological rhythms and structural patterns that are the basis of your identity. During the second trimester, she's imprinting the basis of your, your primary emotional defense mechanisms. And then during the third trimester, she's laying that foundation for how you use your mind to try and control your emotions and override your intuition. I know it sounds like a lot that's happening in there, but if you consider all of the complexity that happens in the birthing process of creating a human, how could how could we say that it's not possible? So it's like we come out on our our zero birthday prepackaged with a whole lot. Our moms can greatly influence our ability to deal with our wounding depending on her level of health and consciousness while she's pregnant, but she can't take that wounding away. It's our responsibility, our karmic responsibility, to carry it gracefully and to be productive with it. And I don't think I need to say this, but I just will anyway. (laughs) 
it's not your mom's fault that you have these shadows. She carries genetic wounding. Your dad does. All of your ancestors did. And they're finding that this 90% of your DNA or whatever that percentage is, is being deemed junk DNA. That, um, now I don't know how how accepted these findings are, but that much of that DNA is the memory of where of your ancestors. So uh, yeah, genetic memories that are kept in your DNA that if things aren't wrapped up and healed or the cycles aren't finished, then they're passed on to you to do the work. And even if that's not true, what a beautiful story, right? But we all know that we are living some of our parents' traumas and if we don't deal with them, well, they become our traumas. And if we don't deal with them, then we pass them on through our genetics or through our our energy of just being out in the world. And the core wound that's developed at that moment before all of those trimesters, that's at, at that moment of conception, that's the core wounding pattern that we're going to talk about today. It's the thing that as soon as you separate from your mom's body, something feels like it's missing. Something just feels like it's causing us suffering and it will be with us until the day that we die even if we've learned to completely open our hearts it's just part of the human experience and that's what makes it so fun and thrilling to be a human we get to deal with it all and the what's the point of all of this of shadow work of self-development and personal growth this healing that we do is passed on genetically and if we have children or energetically through just being around people and so by becoming your own version of this wounded healer you're creating a better place for everyone around you and for generations to come and more topically during this time when we're given our own slice of suffering whether we're afraid of dying or being blamed for somebody's death or the loss of our freedoms and some basic human rights or civil rights Uh, knowing which core pattern you have and doing this work here will deepen your understanding of where you fit in and what your role is now in this drama that we're experiencing. So here we go. Here are the five core wounding patterns. You'll probably relate to all these, but like the shame and blame spectrum, you'll feel more in tune with one more than the rest. There's repression, denial, shame, rejection, and guilt. So we'll start with the first one, repression. This, uh, this is when you take suffering and go inwards with it. You keep your suffering to yourself, which might make you a very private person or very quiet. And on the surface, it looks like everything's fine, but deep down you're, you're a bit self-absorbed with your own suffering and the fear you're repressing causes this constriction. And in today's context, repression people, they're going inward with this confusion, staying very private, not saying much or expressing much. And they're isolating their self-expression because they believe that no one will really understand it anyway. Um, They've repressed these collective low vibes so much that they're stuck within their being. And so they have a hard time expressing themselves when they're feeling low. And the way to transform the core wound of repression to a more productive state is with honesty. So these types of people have to be really honest with themselves. They need to be brave enough to get into this game of chicken with their fears They need to ask themselves, what's missing, really? Where does it hurt the most? How is my current life? You know, I think things are going well, but are they really? What foundation might I need to shake up in my life, honestly, according to what I value, not what other people think I should value? And, you know, this isn't about rushing out and changing every aspect of your life or you don't really even need to change anything if you don't want to. But it's really about asking the right questions so you can open-heartedly be honest with yourself 
And then the transformation from constriction to openness starts there. It's just being honest with the information that you're telling yourself and not repressing it just to not deal with it. The second core wounding pattern is denial. This is one of the most difficult for people with this pattern to see because it's all about the problem being someone or something else. So these people don't really take responsibility for their negative emotions and they direct all of their negative energies at someone or something else. These are the people who look around and say, I'm fine. Nope, not me. Um, It's this or it's that. And even though they're seeing the same patterns happen over and over and over again in their lives, they're still thinking that it's something outside of them that's that's making it happen and it's not until denial people go through a major event or have some kind of dramatic breakthrough do they realize that they are manifesting their own reality that's why denial as your core wound is kind of tricky because nobody can tell you this about yourself you really are not going to believe it until you discover it for yourself and so in today's context as we're going through this confusion state This is the person who is being an online bully or shaming those who don't think the same way they do. Denial people believe that their fear is external and that they'd be perfectly fine if it wasn't for all the other idiots out there that's messing it up for them. So the strategy for transforming, uh, for transformation for a denial person is ease. So the amount of ease you're experiencing tells you whether you're in denial mode or not. Is it an easy yes or is it an easy no? How much ease are you experiencing in your relationships right now, in your job, in your life? How at ease are you with your body and your mind? And if you're feeling unease or disease, disease, that's your identifier that you need to look at yourself and see where you might be projecting or in denial of what's actually going on with you and not that other person or situation. The third core wounding pattern is shame. This person in his or her shadow hides and evades and constantly moves on and they have a difficult time committing to anyone or anything, which is a common recipe for shame. There's nothing wrong with changing things up. It's just these people have a tendency to do it a lot. And because change makes people feel uncomfortable, they do feel the shame from the other. At the core, these people often feel like there's something wrong with them and that they're not enough or not worthy. And in this context that we're dealing with today, this this person might feel like the confusion that they're experiencing during this, this shakeup of our lives at the moment, it's kind of personal. What does everyone seem to understand that I am not understanding? What am I missing? What What don't I know? Why am I not on the same page what is it about me that is not getting it? And the strategy for transformation for shame people, it's kind of like the best one in my opinion. It's learning and laughing. So it's all about finding the humor in things. These people are here to see all sides because they have a tendency to change things up a lot. They also have a lot of different perspectives and have had a lot of experiences. And through the in- and through these experiences, they can see and learn from them and they see through to the they see through the anguish to the ridiculousness of this bad soap opera and once they get that joke that shame dissolves and they loosen up so if you're a shame person find learn more about the situation learn more about everyone's opinion that you're feeling might know more than you or that you're just not getting and see how absurd it all really is and find the humor in it 
The fourth core wounding pattern is rejection. I'm actually one of these people. So in my shadow, there's an undercurrent of rejection, which is why I spend so much of my life's work creating community and networks. It's because at the core of my human wounding, I feel this potential for abandonment or rejection. And just like the denial person, the truth is no one can reject you if you are not rejecting yourself first. So this wounding is fun because it's a mirror. I mean, people can reject you, literally, but it wouldn't harm you because you you see that it's their thing. It can only harm you if you buy into it. And so all rejection is therefore self-rejection. Rejection people... In their shadow, they have a very us and them perspective. It's me versus the world. They might reject me, so I'm going to do it first so I don't feel that sting. You know, I'm going to create boundaries around my heart so people can't do the one thing that I fear most, which is like, have me care for them and, and then leave me at the last moment. And because this is all about self-rejection, it's an inner event that really has nothing to do with anything that's going on outside of you. The strategy for transformation is gentleness, especially with yourself. You need to heal your self-rejection by becoming your own friend, by becoming your own best company. You have to parent yourself, parent your wounded child to unlearn these defense mechanisms that you've built up with, uh, with gentleness and kindness towards your own hurt. Right, the fifth core wounding pattern is guilt, which is all about expectations of others and yourself. So these people usually feel like they came into this world with a kind of like a debt to pay off. Over the course of their lives, they feel responsible for something negative that's happened or will happen. And in this current context, guilt people might feel like they aren't doing enough to spread the word about social safety or they might feel like they're not doing enough to stop the fear mongering. These people have the potential to be really amazing leaders because they feel this sense of responsibility and in their shadow that they're not doing anything about it, it can create... um, a lot of awesome action, but it can also create a sense of unconscious self-pity. So the strategy of transformation for guilt people is forgiveness. You need to forgive yourself holistically and for not being able to do everything for every single person or cause. You need to forgive yourself for having some hate in your heart sometimes. It happens. You need to learn to forgive yourself for being lazy and inactive once in a while. It's actually, it's kind of good for you. And after you do that, The journey inevitably leads to forgiving others, which helps you with this sense of guilt that sometimes doing nothing is okay. So to recap, the core wounding patterns are repression with the strategy of honesty, denial with the strategy of ease, shame with the strategy of humor, rejection with the strategy of gentleness, and guilt with the strategy of forgiveness. In summary, I have no idea what the truth is behind this whole shitstorm. I urge you to see the perfectness of where you are and these emotions that are coming up for you. And remember that your your dharma gives you the experiences that you need. Uh, all we can do right now is use our intuition and discernment when we're consuming news and content. And something that I'll be championing sooner than later is demanding more from our our mass media and for people who have large followings. Screw it. People who have access to social media, I really do think that people need to have more um, integrity around the language that they use. And I I want people to take more ownership over the things that they say and be more farsighted in how these facts and figures can affect people beyond what the short-term fix needs to be at the moment. 
all of these strategies are here to help you use these uncomfortable times of uncertainty like the one we're in to reframe and change your perspective to one that's productive to uplift your thoughts and emotions and actions to take responsibility for your own healing and integrity and when we embrace these core wounding patterns we can remain neutral and grounded in our own truths and make better decisions about how we're going to navigate our way forward and i'll also add this is not about sitting on your meditation cushion and doing nothing like ideally this work helps you combat hurt people who hurt people like that quote that I used to start off the podcast by being a healed person who heals people so stay strong everyone our tribe is sending you all of the loving vibes we can muster and please shoot me an email if you'd like more info about any of these core wounding patterns I'm sure you know this about me by now but I just love the dark stuff and I'm happy to help explore that with you so my email is jessica at the special forces experience.com and if you're feeling like this might be a good time for some serious introspection and some self-mastery of the mind and body I would urge you to go to wayoftrials.com and we're going to be opening our second cohort in I think May 1st. So at the moment it is April 11th. I'll probably have this out by the 12th. So you have a couple weeks to get on the wait list and uh, yeah, um, it should be a really great next group, especially given the circumstance. We have a lot of interesting things to talk about in the Slack channel and I think that if you are like all of us that are currently going through the self-work process, there are a lot of really interesting things that are coming up that maybe never would have if we haven't been put in this environment, this really unique environment. All right, everybody, have a great week, and I'll be back a lot sooner than a month this time. I think give me seven more days and I'll put out the next Shadow Work podcast. Have a great week, and I will talk to you soon.